It was a tough night in San Antonio for the Roughnecks. Lost in the dying minutes of the match. Heartbreaking. We're going to talk about it. It's a group therapy session, folks. We're, we're, going to, we're going to get through this. It was a great season. We're going to get through this. I have Jacob Will, Tulsa Roustabouts treasurer, who was the winner of the Pick'em Contest this week. We're going to discuss, cuss, and discuss the match. And I also have a great guest with the BGN.FM family, Evan Villella with East Conference Confidential will be on to talk about the playoffs and everything that's happened on the East side. And we're going to get in some great details, great guests. So folks, just batting down the hatches. It's lots of wind, lots of rain. Kids, get them inside. You got to get the pillows, the blankets, get it all inside. Take cover because it's another episode of the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast. All right. Thank you so much for joining me this version of the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast. Your host, Roger Graham, on to talk all things soccer in the alley in Tulsa. Boy, tough match, huh? We're going to get into that and discuss all those gory details. But first, BGN.FM is where you can find me, Beautiful Game Network. That's where you click. That's where you find great content, great other great podcasters. We'll have another podcaster on with the BGN.FM Evan Valella, he is with the East Conference Confidential, Eastern Conference Confidential, I should say. And he's got some great, great information coming up as he covers Bethlehem Steel and Philadelphia Union with the Brotherly Game as well. Anyway, this is a tough match on Saturday. Tulsa Roughnecks season ends in dramatic fashion, the bad kind of drama the bad kind of dramatic action, I should say. 2-1, lost in San Antonio. Great effort by the lads. They put up a good good game plan, I thought. Um, I've got Jacob Will. He is going to come on. He actually won the Pick'em contest, but he also follows Tulsa Roughnecks pretty, pretty religiously, and he and I always talk and shop at the games and, and matches and texting and, and talking on – uh, on social media platforms together, you know, it's it's a topic of conversation. I think he he and I actually run together quite a bit, and and we we talk we talk shop about soccer all the time. So uh, it's it's good to get him on. And he had picked some great winners out of the West Side. Picked Sacramento to win. Picked uh, Oklahoma City, and I believe uh, Swope Park as well. I think he got all the West Coast right. I may be wrong on that. He may have picked Reno. But anyway, I'm just going off rogue memory. But uh, so he won the contest, and he will be on the podcast. And we'll have him on now, and we'll talk playoffs as well. All right, folks. We have this week's winner of the Tornado Alley inaugural Pick'em Tournament Edition. I don't know. I just made it up on Monday, so we didn't have a name for it. But... We have uh, Roustabout Treasurer, Jacob Will, on to talk about what happened on Saturday. Jacob, how's it going, my man? It's going good. Glad to be on. Yeah, thanks. I think it's your first time on, isn't it? It is. It's uh, it's quite the honor. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we appreciate it. And, man, well, let's let's get into it. Uh, Saturday, I know you had some great picks, and that's – we got you on, and uh, man, what what were you feeling? I know one of the big picks that you made was the Sacramento upset. Was it just a hunch, or why why did you make that pick? You know, I don't think that Salt Lake had a lot of uh, encouragement to do that well. Mm-hmm. You know, they, I mean, they didn't finish terribly strong uh, for the season, mm-hmm. and whereas other teams, you know, it's kind of like getting in the playoffs means so much to him, like Sacramento, you know, sure. they have such a strong base and everything. Uh, Salt Lake's just kind of one of those teams. Uh, I, I almost put them in the same group as uh, like a lot of those, well, the, all the two teams. Sure. Sure. Uh, that, so I, I just saw that Sacramento really felt like they had a lot to prove that 
you know, they've kind of went into the uh, playoffs this year. They haven't, you know, since they won it all, they just haven't really had that strong season again mm-hmm. uh, that they really want. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they've got Sammy Ochoa, right? You can't go against <laughs> Ochoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, Sammy, he uh, played most of the match and, you know, came off and I think, I think in the 80 something minute, it, it was one of those, I, that was one of the, besides the Tulsa match, that was the other one that I watched to completion from the beginning. And it, you're, I tell you what, just watching Sacramento, I thought that they had the majority of the chances and maybe it didn't look like that on the stats, but I felt like they were the aggressor in in the match. It looks like Salt Lake city actually had more possession, which is kind of surprising to me, but to me, it just seemed like Sacramento had the better chance. Uh, had six shots on target to sack to uh, Salt Lake City's two. I, yeah, I, they just they looked like the better team, and and maybe it's kind of weird. Um, you know, I, well, I I feel like almost every time uh, the underdog can make it to extra time. Mm-hmm. That I mean, like that you know, with Salt Lake being the you know number one seed. I mean, all the pressure was on them now. Sure. Like, uh, I mean, you know, Sack just wanted to get it to penalties because mm-hmm. you get, you know, it's everything's even at that point. Sure. And then it just comes down to those 10 shots. And Yeah. And then, you know, their their goal came off of a PK, if I recall correctly. I think Hoffman, yeah, it came off a of PK. So really their chance oh, yeah. wasn't really a yep. great chance. It just was off a of PK. But nonetheless... Yeah. You know, like you said, they go into PKs. They had a little bit of more, I guess, more pressure on them to, you know, to perform there. And you're right. Maybe that got to them. And, you know, PKs are kind of a crapshoot anyway. You know, you just kind of, yeah. you know, it's it's anyone can beat anybody in, in a PK shootout. But Well, you know, and I kind of like how it ended. You know, Hoffman was the one that got that PK mm-hmm. for uh, the Monarchs. And then Hoffman's the one that missed the last one that yeah. came for him. So. Yeah, wasn't Velasquez the one that missed the PK against uh, Sporting back in the day? Oh man, I don't know. He mentioned that on the broadcast, and I go, "Wait, was that true?" And I, I, I haven't confirmed it, but that'd be crazy, right? Yeah, I think you were. I think you were. Weren't you at that game? Um, no, I don't. I don't believe so. No, that was the the finals a couple of years ago. You, uh, for some reason, I thought you were at that. Anyway, um, for some reason, I thought you were at that game. But anyway, no, I was at. Are you talking about Portland? Maybe that's what or, I was thinking. I was yeah, for I, some reason I was thinking you were at the U the the finals in 2014. For some reason, no. Okay, I must imagine that. Okay, anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, that was old Jimmy Nielsen there um, back in the day. But anyway. So speaking of Jimmy Nielsen, I think you picked OKC as well, didn't you? I did I? Maybe. If I did, I sure <laughs> didn't like to pick it, but <laughs> well, I think you know that was something I mentioned on the podcast last week was Oklahoma City getting that win, and and something that you had mentioned uh, earlier, teams getting hot at the right time. I felt like Oklahoma City was that team that was just. I didn't watch any of the match since it was going on while Tulsa was playing. But every, right. but everything I read, it looked like Oklahoma City had dominated possession. Uh, you know, going up to Reno, we we know how that is playing. You know, not having a lot of luck on Tulsa's side, but yeah, I, I mean, actually, it looks like Reno. I have I've said everything. It's been the complete opposite tonight. So Reno dominated possession. It looks like fifty eight forty two, and then you had uh, let's see here, shots on goal, uh, pretty even. They had five. OKC was six. And the goal of uh, Wuchek Wuchek in the 41st minute, and they held on. Uh, yeah, I, that was not a huge surprise for me. Maybe it is to other people. And gosh, you you looked at that result, and then you're watching the match in San Antonio, thinking, "Man, if we win this, if we can hold on, could you imagine how epic it would be at Taft Stadium?" Yeah, no, that it would have been perfect. I mean, it really. You got to give props. OKC's back line mm-hmm. uh, is really the reason that they're in the playoffs. They're doing so well to be able to, you know, and that shows that to be able to hold off Reno and mm-hmm. shut them out. Uh, 
I mean, they, they can just close down on people. Uh, and it's real stifling. So yeah, it's gotta be, it's gotta be really frustrating for, uh, like the forwards and stuff to just not be able to get those chances. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you know, you had, yeah. And as, as well as Reno's played all year and then for them to go out getting blanked at home. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, and, and you're right. It's, it's gotta be frustrating for those folks and the fans just sitting there watching it over and over and, you know, just, Oh man, if we could just get one of those goals in, but credit to, like you said, OKC's back line, Dixon, Highland, Fink, Wallace have been playing phenomenal as of late. And, and this huge run yeah. that they've had is like you said, a lot of these teams they've shut out. Yeah. They haven't been great opponents, but they've shut them out. And I think, but, Oh, go ahead. Uh, and really that's like, San Antonio's, uh, the way that they play as well. So it's going to be, you know, two extremely defensive minded teams. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, who's going to catch who on a breakaway. Yeah. Uh, you know, it could be one of those games where people are, uh, you know, people who don't watch soccer and it's like zero, zero, like all the way throughout, yes. you know, uh, but it, <laughs> it's still exciting. But. Yeah. The Pete, just your average sports fan in Oklahoma city, they've been watching OU play and, you know, I'm sure OU will play to some disappointment because hey, that's it's that's been kind of the season. But anyway, and then it looks like nil nil going in. What? But they won on a zero zero. What? What the heck's going on here? But not realizing that the final score doesn't include the penalty kicks, which you know, somebody's like, "How did OKC win or San Antonio win on PKs?" You know, if it go, if it goes to that, but right. and it could. You, well, you're right. It could go to that. And I, right? I have not watched OKC um, at all here towards the end when they've had their backup keeper. So I'm not sure how, you know, tested he is, you know, if something Mm -hmm. does come into like a shootout, you know, how I'm sure Oklahoma city would rather not get into a shootout. The untested keeper. Yeah. You you wouldn't like, I mean, uh, Cochran's done very well, you know, with, um, you know, playing in that backup role. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're, you would certainly fancy uh, uh, Restrepo in that sort of a situation if, if that did come to that. But, you know, and I guess we've been kind of skipping over it a little bit, but we'll just, we'll just dive into it if you're ready for it. You want to talk about, yeah. you want to talk about it? All right. So uh, the other match that happened, we'll, we'll just briefly discuss and something that came as a little bit of a surprise to me was the Swope Park Rangers winning at home to Phoenix Rising after a huge rain delay. I think you probably got a little bit of that this weekend too, Jacob, because you were out of in, a, I think, what's the OU at Kansas State, Matt, or football game. This yeah, uh, so I did go to the K-State OU. You know, my I'm graduated from K-State. My wife graduated from OU. So we've mm-hmm. always went to the game, you know, uh, either in Manhattan or in Norman, you know, it only rained on us for about 10 or 15 minutes, mm-hmm. about an hour prior to kickoff. They pushed the kickoff uh, 30 minutes, but then it was clear skies. I mean, it really jumped over us, but then it must have just pounded Kansas City. Yeah. And uh, I, so, I mean, they, they delayed it an entire day. So I felt like I was watching, you know, they have the, uh, the channel that has the fireplace. I, oh, yeah. you know, you know, it's like on, I think you get on Netflix now, but anyway, I felt like I was just watching the rain delay and you could just see the curtains of rain just coming down because they didn't have any alternate programming. So they just sat there and had a, had a camera of the rain. So that's what I felt like I was watching. And about that same time, it started storming in Tulsa. So I was just like, I was watching like a live feed of the rain outside for some reason. It was kind of cool, but you could see all the puddles and I was like, there's no way they're getting that game off tonight. No way. So, anyway, it, it concluded uh, today, Sunday, uh, and they they I think they just played they replay did they replayed the whole game or did they play part of it that was delayed. I can't I can't remember how they did. Well, it. Well, yeah, I don't I didn't know if they even started it. Did they actually start the game on Saturday or did they? I don't believe so. I could be wrong. Uh, but yeah, I think they. I thought they kicked it off. I thought it at least got kicked off on Saturday and then. Um, then it was moved, you know, I think it was pretty early on when it was delayed. So they may have, I don't know what the, I, that, I should know that, but I don't. And that, that's what happens when your team gets in the playoffs. You'd like yeah. completely ignore all the other matches. You're like, Oh, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And 
I guess I imagine you'd have to probably start the whole game over if they if it wasn't an official match and they had to delay it. But anyway, regardless, it goes into PKs. Um, you know, uh, I think um, let's see what happened here. Uh, Swope Park ends up winning at four two in penalties, and I think the I think they're waiting for because that didn't look like Drogba actually uh, went for one, but. I guess they had him in the fifth spot in case they needed a fifth, the fifth goalkeeper or the fifth shooter. But anyway, uh, Swope Park goes on to win in PKs 4-2. So they will be hosting Sacramento Republic. And then on the other side of the game, we have yet to talk about. Putting it off, we'll talk about it now. But Sa- uh, San Antonio hosting Tulsa Roughnecks in an absolute heartbreaker of a finish. 2-1 win by San Antonio. Uh, uh, nothing, you know, just watching the match, you know, first half, Paris G, who I think scored exactly zero goals all year, right? Goes in, puts an absolute stunner. Just a streamer, yeah. Oh. But... oh, go ahead. No, I was just, I mean, it, it was awesome. Uh, right. This is something that we have been missing, you know, in the past couple of years is Mm -hmm. people taking shots outside of the box. Like we work, we work so hard to get possession in and then just give it away. And I Mm -hmm. love it when teams, uh, you know, when players have that confidence to just unleash, uh, and you know, uh, as long as it's on frame, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't care. Sure. Uh, you know, I hate when people kick it up and, you know, 20 rows in, Mm -hmm. uh, but, no, he, you know, nobody marking him out there. Why not? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's what Kaffa did when he was down in Phoenix. Yep. I mean, so. Yeah, you d- you don't see that a lot with this team where, you know, they'll they'll make those big shots. I mean, it's kind of funny I say that, but we've had some really good goals. With like Kaffa had the nice goal. Uh, Revis has had a couple outside. And, of course, you think of Corrales. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I can't forget about that goal he had against St. Louis in the preseason. Then I think he had a similar, wasn't quite that far away, but he had a really nice goal against St. Louis uh, yeah, in the regular. Home. Yeah, yeah, at home, and he's hitting those from distance. And, you know, you're right. In this league, and maybe it's in every league, but if you've got somebody to hit, I know I'm, this is just such a general overgeneralization here, but if you've got somebody can shoot that on frame from 30 yards out or 25 yards, 20 yards out, Man, you can make a bunch of money for somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can if you can put it on frame and you and you're a threat out there, you know it's kind of like yeah, you know it's kind of yeah. like guarding a three point shooter. You know who's like Steph Curry? Oh, you have to guard him, you know, by the half court line because and it's going to open somebody else up if you can hit that consistently. Well, and I've I I love it when guys will take a hard shot, keep it low, like you know all the, everybody else can crash down. Mm-hmm. Or, get a deflection off there or something. I mean, I just, I hate to, to dribble the ball out around the box for, you know, 30, 45, 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then just have an errand pass and we give it away. Sure. Uh, you know, we do all that work for nothing. Yeah. We're or, not even taking a shot. So, or yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Or you're inside the box and then you make one too many passes. Yes. And then all of a sudden somebody puts a foot on it and then the ball's dribbling around. It's, it's, it's hitting and somebody clears it out. And, you know, I, I, I'm with you. I'd rather see somebody take a shot. Yeah. Put it on frame. Don't, you know, don't airmail it. You know, that's frustrating. So, you know, I think I, I just rather somebody turn it over in the box and somebody just met, you know, hit it 20 rows up. But yeah, I think, you know, maybe that's something we'll see more next season. Uh, you know, if this is if everybody stays and everything else, and and that's something I guess we can talk about here in a little bit. But yeah. you know, we uh, you know, uh, so we get the score. Well, We're up one yeah. nil halftime, and then you know, I think at that point after G's goal, it seemed like to me San Antonio just started going on the attack. It was like they went into panic mode. Right after that goal, like, okay, we got to score now. Didn't you, did well, you get that sense too? Yeah, and I told my wife, you know, after we get the goal, I said, oh, my gosh. I, I mean, I, I love being up, but we are up so early right now, and we're just going to pull back and just – Yeah, San Antonio is going to attack the entire time, and we're going to have to, you know, continue to defend, and balls are going to always be coming into the box. Like, I just – this has been – 
our MO and the announcers even talked about it. We gave up four lead. You know, we lost four games, four matches where we scored first. Right. Uh, and this is what happens. We score early and then we just have to take all this pressure. Uh, and it, you know, it, it was bound. I thought that I, I figured they could probably get another goal and then let's just give them the extra time. I, I really wanted us to be able to hold off and get to PKs. Right. Um, yeah. But, and then speaking of, and, and then the, I guess, I don't know, unthinkable or just, I don't know. I just felt like I was watching the FC Dallas game all over again. 90th minute, we're in stoppage. Nil-nil, or 1-1 score, thinking, hey, we're going to take this bad boy into PKs or into extra time than PKs or, or whatever after that. All of a sudden, the ball comes back the other way. Uh, well, actually, let me let me back up. So before that, so it was 1-0, and then uh, Cesar Elizondo had a goal, uh, almost made it out from the same spot where G did. Uh, yeah, you know, I think uh, kind of got deflected, and, uh, and that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, the deflection is what gave it, uh, mm-hmm. put it in there, it just out of the reach of Soda. Uh, yeah, and speaking of, I thought he had a fabulous game. All, all yeah, uh, he made some great saves. I thought he had one of his best best matches up to up to this date in in this game, and really came in and you know when they had those attacks late in the first half, early in the second half. He came up big to make some big stops there with Forbes. No, I agree. Uh, Forbes just kind of, you know, hanging around the chicken coop, so to speak, uh, always looking to strike and looking to score there in, in the box and did a great job of – and I thought uh, our back line did a great job keeping him in check and keeping him frustrated all night. Uh, but anyway, so they go up 1-1 there, and I believe in the uh, 50 – or the 61st minute – yeah, they level then, it. Yep, level it there, and then you have Tier Pack coming in, which I think all t- uh, Tulsa fans kind of s- had a little bit of a moan there, like, yes. oh, great. <laughs> no, actually, when the announcer said that uh, Tier Pack was warming up, I thought of you. I was like, oh, Roger's <laughs> <laughs> Roger <laughs> is going to be uh, – yeah, I was just like, great. Chris Tier Pack, my arch enemy. Oh. Yeah, he uh, – for those folks who are listening and wondering why, Chris Tier Pack – probably a great kid <laughs> but he uh back when i used to watch the matches with okc fc so this is like 2013 he played for the austin aztecs or the austin whatever they were i think austin aztecs and he scored against okc fc then he went to the aztecs at the, the usl Aztec. yeah and then he scored against tulsa and then he was playing for swope park and scored against tulsa and now he's at san antonio and in this season he has you guessed it. He had a, yeah, he had a brace on us. Yeah. yeah, I had a brace. Yeah, I'm like he just got our number. He yeah. does. He's he's he is a he he has he's just a roughneck killer. That's all he is, and and he just hates and he always scores against teams I root for. So, all that being said, here comes Chris Tierpack, and I thought, ah, oh, great, but it wasn't him. No, 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 no. Ninety plus fourth minute, six minutes of stoppage, in the fourth minute of stoppage. Uh, a counterattack caught us. Okay, got numbers on us. Here comes the attack. Here comes Billy Forbes right side, and uh, Levin is right at the edge of the box tr- to make a to stop him. It looked like he made you know obviously contact happen, but it looked like Levin made a play on the ball. Collision happened. Ref awards Forbes the penalty. Do you well, think? Do you, and, what, what do you think about it? Um, a couple of things. One, yes, Levin does make a play on the ball, but if you watch it, Forbes is coming full steam, and Levin isn't moving at all. Like, sure. I, mean, I feel like Levin should have turned and ran with him, force him outside, or yep. force him to make a move. But you can't just one foot step in front of that. He had to have known that Forbes is going to blow right over him. Right. Like, I mean, the ref's just going to call that every time. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's frustrating to watch. And I, you know, what was even worse, I hated how Forbes just like laid on the ground and cheered. Like, you know, he, like that was all he was trying to do was to get a PK out of that. Like he, he just ran straight over him. Uh, yeah. But 
it, I think you have to call that if, if he wouldn't have, um, I mean, I think we would have felt like we got away with something uh, or if it was on the other side, I would have wanted that all, all day long. Yeah. You know, I don't blame anybody for San Antonio. You know, it's one of those, it's like, I, I totally see how the ref made the call and you're right. Levin probably should have done more, done better there. And, you know, at least ran with them or, because his touch, Forbes' touch on that ball was so heavy, there was no way on earth, even at his speed, he was getting to that second touch. I mean, the ball was going the right, it was going right on the right side of the box, and he moved left, so he was going the complete opposite way of that ball. Obviously, yeah, trying to I draw mean, the contact. I mean, it was obvious to everybody in the stadium he was trying to draw contact there. Yeah, and you watch. I mean, he could have ran past Levin, and we still have another defender right there with him. So I mean, it it wasn't a a one on one like. Uh, I mean, it's just it's hard. I I wish we could have played it out and let the rest of the back line defend. Right. Um, yes, yeah, so we did but, have we did have. I think uh, Jadama was back, and Bourgeois was was in the area too. And they we marked the other uh, the other winger that was coming down the left side, so I think we had everyone marked. Yeah, everyone was marked, uh, mm-hmm. and that's why it's just frustrating because you know that uh, well, you just don't know. It. Yeah, it could have been an easy to just you know deflection out or yeah. But. It's easy. It's easy for us, you know, watching. Go, oh, you should have done that. I mean, it's you know, here comes this guy barreling okay. down full speed. I mean, yeah, Levin. Levin's probably like, shit. Why? How did you guys let him get old? That's me. You know. Yeah. It was. It was a tough. Yeah. It's. Uh, I hate losing like that. Uh, I, I. I mean, I hate. I hate winning like that. You know, where it's something at the end of the game, the ref had to make the decision. PKs are so brutal. Uh, it's just a terrible. It's like it's almost like pass interference in NFL where they get the ball at the one yard line. Right. <laughs> it's like okay, obviously PKs you have a pretty high probability of chance of scoring. You got your best goal scorer usually kicking them. So yeah, it's not. It's it sucks. And then you know yeah. obviously and it's kind of like a, a one two punch because as soon as as soon as they put in the the PK, I went ahead and flipped over and checked the scores. And there I see uh-huh. OKC's up in like the 88th minute. And I was like, yep. Oh my gosh. Like, uh, so, you know, the soccer gods were definitely against us all of a sudden, but yeah, I know. And you're like, man, we would be at Taft stadium next weekend. If this yeah. didn't happen, how epic would that have been? But that's okay. I mean, first, I, I I don't think you you know the Roughnecks have anything to hang their hat about. It's a tough no. loss and great seat. Excuse me, great season and uh, just a tough way to go out in the tournament. I mean, you know, it's it's just one game and one mistake, one one anything can happen, and all of a sudden you're turned on your head and you're out of the tournament. It's right. Just, but, I mean, it was a match all the way to the end. I mean, you know, you could have been like, you know, blown out by Louisville for nothing uh, over there on the eastern side. Uh, uh, yep. So I mean, I I feel like on the west, uh, all of those matches were were great matches to watch. Uh, east, sure. east coast, not so much. Uh, oh yeah, those, those were all kind of clunkers, weren't they? The the yeah, um, Rochester and uh, Charlotte was the only one that you know, it was kind of worth anything you know, unless you're the uh, team winning, but sure. Yeah. Sh- huge shutouts. Yeah. yeah. The Rochester game was the, probably the most interesting, I think, because they were down and then came back and ended up winning two one. I couldn't tell you anything. Uh, Raymond Lee plays for Rochester. Did not know that. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. And I was like, Whoa, Hey, I know that guy. So all I know is, yeah, and then and Red Bull New York won four nil, or wow. three nil, or something. That's like, four, wait, yeah, four I, nil. I thought they were the underdog. What the heck? Like, did they get Dax McCarty from last year on their team? And then I don't. I mean, I don't know. Did they pull in a bunch of first teamers to get in and play in the play? I don't know. It was crazy. But anyway, uh, they are going to. Uh, uh, Tampa Bay next week, and yeah, and Tampa Bay beating Cincinnati pretty unceremoniously. Um, yeah, yeah well, I, 
attendance doesn't win championships. So <laughs> that's very true. Do not tell Cincinnati fan that because they will. <laughs> yeah. Now uh, I would actually, uh, you know, from the east side, I think I'm rooting for the Tampa Bay Rowdies. I sure. I really like that club. Uh, I think I would actually like to see, you know, Tampa Bay and San Antonio. That, uh, you know, uh, watch the. I would like to see that as the uh, the finals. Watch a rematch from the uh, from the game that was. I think it was like second to last yeah, game of the year, wasn't it? Right. Now, and I don't remember who won in that. Um, I think so. no, it was a draw. It was, I think, uh, San Antonio came back from, yeah, and made it 1 1 draw at, okay. I think it was okay. at Tampa Bay, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, uh, shoot. I don't, I should know the, that. But. It was an odd, an odd scheduling thing to have uh, them play so late in the season like that. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yep, I agree. Well, since you had such good picks last week, what do you think about this week? Who who are you picking in the finals for the West and on the East? Um, well, I think it's got to be Tampa Bay and Louisville. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to be, I see Louisville's matching up against uh, uh, the Rhinos. And I think Louisville's just got too much offensive power. And they, you know, they'll be at Louisville. They're, Everybody's going to have to go through Louisville, but so yeah, yeah, I see Louisville and Tampa Bay coming out of there, um, and then um, you know I'll I'll pick uh, San Antonio. Uh, I think that they can hold out just with home field advantage, maybe a little bit over OKC. Okay, you know, the, the Swope Hart sack game—that's a that's a hard one to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that Sacramento's. Uh, juice kind of runs out and uh okay. you know maybe Stuart park can make it you know they've got a chance to make it back in the championship and uh but yeah that's that's kind of an odd trip for uh, sacramento you know it's a long ways from home middle of the country uh you know it's i'm just going to thumb through here and see what kind of success they've had so far uh but well i yeah, I mean, I I am surprised that it's not Phoenix. Um, yeah, you know that would have been a pretty good one if if you could have matched up Phoenix with Sacramento. You know, both uh, out there on the the West Coast, um, but just not going to happen. So yeah, I think uh, I think Swope Park uh, wins there. Okay. You get to stay at home, a little more more comfortable, sure training and just getting your rest. So yeah, absolutely. Well, that sounds great, Jacob. And, uh, man, I appreciate you coming on, man. And real before you hop off here and uh, tell folks how they can uh, holler at you and, and interact with you on social media. And if you're if you're writing a book or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, no book in process. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I am on uh, Twitter. I, you know, not probably as active uh, sometimes, but I think I'm – at Jacob Tulsa or at Tulsa Jacob, it's one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can you can find me out there. Um, probably a little bit more active on our Slack, but sure. Yeah, it's like I was like I think that's kind of like a non-public forum, but that's okay. Right, <laughs> we've got quite a few uh, roustabouts there and that chat and air out grievances as as they see fit. So, uh, but anyway, man. Uh, well, hey, thanks for coming on, spending some time with me tonight, and. Uh, yeah, dude, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll tag you on the, on the, um, uh, on the, when we, when this thing's ready to go. So people Post can, out there, yeah. yeah, people can follow you there and holler at you and make fun of K-State or whatever it is that they want to do, nah. which, which they should yeah. never, because Bill Snyder is awesome. Even as an OU fan love, can't, you have to love Bill Snyder, right? I mean. Oh yeah. The guy, the guy's great. He lives on Taco Bell <laughs> and he can literally coach 11 bums off the street and get them into a play, get them <laughs> into take, a bowl game take, every year. Uh, 11 roustabouts and at least make it to a bowl game. <laughs> uh, so. But people underestimate our speed, man. That's the thing, right? <laughs> right. We got a bunch of fat guys that can move, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Jacob. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks. Thanks. And take care. All right. Have a good night. All right, folks, I have another great guest on the Tornado Soccer Podcast. We're going East Coast, y'all. We have not had a a guest on the Eastern Conference all season. It is the playoffs. It's time to break it out. Okay, folks, got Evan Falella with East Conference Confidential. 
on bgn.fm one of the fellow podcasters here evan man how's it going tonight man good brother i'm uh i'm all right how are you it's uh it's sunday i'm literally going to be doing that podcast that you mentioned that i'm on eastern conference confidential after i get off the uh, off the call with you nice nice so Look this at will that. be this will, right. it is it's my it's my warm-up podcast for sure. <laughs> um no I'm, I'm i'm great uh i know like we wanted to make this work and uh, i know like we wanted to make this work and then i think we both just kind of between the two of us forgot about it uh so, <laughs> so we're here now um i guess technically the whole thing about you not having a guest from the east coast you know all season is still valid because both of our seasons are over now yeah, um, unfortunately. No, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, it is what it is. Well, did you? Uh, and just for folks out there that may not be familiar with Evan, he covers uh, Bethlehem Steel uh, and uh, also uh, Philadelphia Union uh, to another to another extent. And Evan, well, just let's talk about Bethlehem Steel. Did you anticipate? Yeah, did you did you anticipate Steel making the playoffs in this uh, second year of the franchise, or did you? Is is that something you anticipated? Oh man. Um, and it's so funny because like looking back on it is such a weird thing to do. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot harder. Cause I know the answer now is that they did. Sure. Um, but yeah, no. So I knew it was a better team going in. And I think I know, um, James Chambers or, or Brendan Burke, the captain and the coach of the team respectively said mm-hmm. that, you know, everyone kind of understood the role of, of the team and then the players in that team as an MLS, like two side, but one of the like MLS 1.5s where it's a different market sure. and a different team name. Um, yeah. But I thought a lot of the moves they made and a lot of the guys they brought in were, were a, were a big improvement. Um, I could name off like 18 guys, but um, you know, you look at Aaron Jones and Adam Niem and, and Jake McGuire and mm-hmm. um, you know, guys that wouldn't normally get minutes, without this kind of system. Sure. Um, and then, you know, I guess early on in the season, you look around and it's like, all right, we beat Cincinnati twice. And, oh, we got the season series against Red Bull. Um, so I knew that the talent was there and I knew that the, you know, the, the determination was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so like maybe day one at the beginning of the season, not really. Uh, but I think kind of, as we got into, into the summer, I was like, all right, this is a thing that we could do. And, sure. uh, and sure enough, you know, all right, you get bounced in the first round, but you make it in, um, which not everybody can say, obviously. So, yep. you know, credits to the guys for sure. Yeah, and folks uh, listening to podcast, Jake McGuire, Tulsa University grad. Yeah. Super yeah, draft yeah, pickup. Sure. Yeah, I've, 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 I wanted to say that early on, and That's when right. you said his name, I said, okay, this is a good time to talk about that. But, yeah, uh, yeah Tulsa, you know, Tulsa University put out great, great athletes there, and, and good to see him getting some playing time there at Bethlehem Steel. For sure, for uh, sure. Obviously, uh, and, and you mentioned something that I wanted to kind of clarify for folks that may not be familiar with Bethlehem Steel. <laughs> they're very similar to – they're similarly ran like Rio Grande Valley Toros. So, yeah, yeah they are the two-team of uh, Philadelphia Union, but they are in a different location and are and are marketed as, you know, kind of an affiliate club. So, yeah, not an affiliate and- club, but marketed as a different name. Yeah, and uh, Spook Park Rangers out your way does a really good job as well of, of that. Um, and I, I think those two clubs kind of mirror each other as well in terms of player development. But, you know, between between those two clubs, I think those are the three um, MLS two sides that, that do it the best. And I'm, sure. of course, biased on the one. But, you know, Swope Park <laughs> is another one where I'm like, wow, they're, you know, they're killing it out there. So, um yeah, I don't know. And, uh, yeah, Jake McGuire, I, I always uh, – the first thing that comes into my mind when I hear Jake McGuire is that he was a Chivas USA kid. Mm, yep. Uh, you know, because the lineage of Chivas USA Academy will never die. But, yeah, I, he did uh, did go to Tulsa. Great guy. Uh, terrible selection in boots, but I'm sure that's a product of where he's from. And not least I was <laughs> uh, no comment there. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I don't, I've, I've never seen those before, but uh, – Yeah, it's, it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> well um, – and I want to kind of switch gears on you just for a second, if you yeah, don't mind. So today was also decision day in MLS. Yeah. Obviously, unions had a little bit of a tough season, but have come back and have, you know, got some points back. I remember looking back earlier in the season, they're kind of there in dead last. And then, yep. you know, I looked at the standings today and they've made a little bit of a run yep. just, just right out, out of the outside looking in there in the playoffs. What, what attributed to that run? you know, making it more competitive, you know, being a more competitive club uh, as the season progressed. <laughs> um, and I, I feel like this has happened the last two years, I guess now, mm-hmm. but um, the moment a bunch of guys start to fear for their jobs, mm-hmm. 
magically everything just kind of starts to feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so uh, so today, I guess, uh, you know, beat Orlando 6-1 and, and the Revs draft pick dropped two spots or something because of it. I don't, I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, it was uh, Il Senio has a team option now, I guess, and Chris Pontius might be gone. And, um, you know, Jim Curtin's obviously been on the hot seat on and off for two years or so. And um, really, you know, everything before the first team, so like Bethlehem and the Academy are, are mm-hmm. doing really well. Um, but it's just that final push into the first team and it's guys that aren't, you know, getting minutes or, or there's a couple guys that aren't happy with, with the way things have gone, um, things like that. So yeah, you know, nice to end the season on a, on a high, like on a really big high, but mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if there's any, you know, I think the next part of it is, okay, we need substantial change and whether that's in, you know, scouting or, or a new coach or, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, bringing up some of these guys in Bethlehem that have had really good seasons. Um, you know, Aaron and, and Adam are two guys that come to mind, but Austin Trusty played really well. Um, Matt Real improved a lot. Uh, uh, Corey Burke probably has his name thrown in there, you know, as a guy that can mm-hmm. get 10 goals in the USL season. That's nothing to slouch at Jamaican sure. international. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. It's, it's, uh, it, it softens the blow a little bit, but there's still some like significant, you know, change that needs to be seen, I think from the front office and the ownership in terms of spending money and, uh, and making right moves. But, you know, that's a, that's an MLS thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, you're just hoping that they do and, and move some of those players down to Bethlehem, I mean, of course. No, shit. We're not Columbus, right? right. That's always nice. Oh, man. Do, do we, yeah. even, do we even want to get into that right now? Uh, do, do we want no, to? Because, uh, because Eastern Conference Confidential uh, co-host and, and colleague Ryan Allen is a, mm-hmm. is a Ohioan via Eastern Carolina university. So he's got a, a rant packed for our show tonight. So <laughs> he's got, he's, he's fired up. You're just shaking up I'm, the hornet's nest over yeah, there. And uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to throw some water a little bit and I'm, I'm going to give him a, I'm going to give him carte blanche over the show, which will be fun. All right. Um, that's great. Raj, do you, I, I know you're probably trying to put off losing the San Antonio in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I, I and as, as your guest, I feel odd, you know, pulling it up and, and, and bringing it into the conversation. <laughs> well, okay. Um, yeah. Let's, 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 let's go ahead, man. Let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's break the sale. Let's do this. Out. Yeah. Let's do this. Uh, yeah. You know, we had a uh, Jacob will on to talk about the match earlier. Uh, and then I, I've, I've always liked to hear your take since, uh, you you know, yeah. you don't have a, uh, a dog in the fight, so to speak, but uh, no, not really. What what it was was your take in that watching that match? Well, um, just because I know you didn't want to say is that a penalty or not, and I know that's <laughs> kind of the big thing that's floating around. Um, I, I I can see both sides. Sure, I know that you know when you get the stoppage time in a playoff game or in you know even in like a U.S. Open Cup game or any like big game that has a lot of impact, mm-hmm. you don't want to have you know the the referee or, you know, a, a, a decision or a call decide the game, basically, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, and that's basically what that penalty call was. That being said, you can't really do that. Um, and I know, you know, there was only one angle and there was no replay on the, on the live stream. Sure. Um, but, uh, uh, it's a penalty, man. I, I don't know. Like, okay, maybe he, you know, he touched it a little too far and there was an option to stand in your ground. But I, I just think, you know, in, in that, in that scenario, like that's a call. Um, yeah. and that sucks and yeah. it really sucks. Uh, but, but that's, that's what it is, you know, and credit to you guys and, and credit to a lot of the teams out in the West, honestly, because that conference pretty much went went you know sideways. Uh, whereas yes, in the East, you had a lot of the of the you know one two three four, and uh, and I think six Red Bull uh, you know came in and 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 won games. But out in the West, it was you know eight over one, and mm-hmm. um, you know a bunch of games went to penalty kicks. So um, you know, unfortunate you guys didn't get a stab at some extra time, maybe. But you sure. know, um, kudos to everybody over there for keeping those games close because there was a bunch of blowouts on the East side. So. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, you know, it's entertaining soccer and you guys can, can go into the, to the off season. I would assume, um, pretty proud of what you did really. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be, you know, last season, obviously we were ready to get the season over with <laughs> and right, right, about, yeah. about, uh, July 4th. I think we were ready to cut mm. our losses then, but yeah. this, yeah, uh, lots of great games in the West. Like you said, um, I, I caught a couple of matches and, uh, you know, just kind of here and there on the East side, 
Uh, watched I watched the Louisville match, and it was you know unfortunately went the other way for you, but uh, you know, and then the Saint the Salt Lake City match was just insane, just with yeah. all those goals, and then the, not goals, but just the you know the how Sacramento just really took it to them uh, from yep. more you know from my perspective, right? But yeah, and there's a lot of parity in the West, and you know we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm a little surprised with some of the results with Phoenix losing was one result I was surprised by. And, you know, in Sacramento, any given day, they can play out of their minds, and they, yeah. they did. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and they they usually use, reserve that for Tulsa. They usually play out of their minds <laughs> against Tulsa for some reason. It's like, my right, God, we right. can't. You know, Samuel Cho is over there just scoring goals yeah. on us left and right. It's like, come on, what the heck? But Well, and it's funny because you mentioned the amount of parity in the, in the playoff mm-hmm. Seen in the West, like once you got into the playoffs, but in the East, it's a lot of parity outside of the top. We'll call it three teams, I guess, this mm-hmm. season. Where you know, um, up until the final game, pretty much, you know, five through eight were pretty much in limbo. Um, mm-hmm. Rochester helped themselves out a good bit by winning midweek against Bethlehem, actually. But you know, mm-hmm. that game it, it could have been a, a variety of things, and St. Louis hung on and got a draw, and then you had New York play, you know, Charleston in the six versus. Uh, three and and you know bethlehem was the eight and they could have got the rowdies and and you know after that game they said we really wanted the rowdies because we liked that matchup because they just played them you know two times in a week uh, a couple weeks ago um but here we are you know with the east you have louisville and rochester which will be a fun one mm-hmm. uh, I, I think you know if it was in rochester i think the rhinos have a really good shot of winning that and and they're they've been a, like a sneaky good team and i don't mm-hmm. think anyone gives them credit because um a couple reasons but the big one is just that they don't really play like nice soccer yeah they're very like mls 1.0 and how they play mm-hmm. or sorry usl 1.0 and how they play um which is even worse <laughs> um you know it's, it's we're gonna score a goal 20 minutes in then we're gonna hang out for 70 and hope you can't score on us yeah. um and you know more or less worked against Charlotte, which is a big task because they have a lot of offensive firepower. Sure. Um, and then you have Tampa Bay and New York Red Bulls too, which, oh, <laughs> if you want to watch a game this weekend coming up from the Eastern Conference side of things, watch that one because there's going to be like 95 goals. It'll be great. Yeah, I think that's It'll like be- – I think that's like my last. I think Sacramento and Red Bull New York are my two teams that are still in it from our pick from back in what was it March? We had our yeah. draft or whatever oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm glad it buffed out for both of us though. So cheers for that. Yeah, our teams sneaking in on the playoffs. So yeah, yeah, it. yeah. It worked out really well. You know, it 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 was it was because of our little trade there at the very it end. Was. And yeah. was didn't we give Brendan uh, Harrisburg? Is that how it worked? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so they didn't make something. it, and our teams did. Um, so good day, right? Yeah, everything else wants a shit on me, but that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess uh, Raj, fill us in. Like, what's the ideal situation now in the West, or like, what do you think the outcome is, or just what what are some things you're looking for? Well, it's really interesting, and we have all the power teams are kind of out. You know, Salt Lake City right. went out, uh, Phoenix went out. Uh, Reno's really, gone. Yeah, Reno's gone. You know, here locally, I think the big story was Oklahoma City getting the win at Reno, and and something I didn't feel like it was a big surprise because Oklahoma City's played just crazy well lately, uh, just really peaked at the right time and getting hot right before playoffs and yeah. going. And I didn't, yeah. you know, I said that and I was like, well, watch watch Oklahoma City get beat three nil here, and then they right. won one nil, and you know, well, kept... and that was the crazy thing mm-hmm. is, you know, um, and now I'm blank. Dane Kelly, there it is. Uh, mm-hmm who if he's still with that club next year, something is wrong. Sure. Uh, and that's, that's not a knock on, on Reno and, you know, but it's just, uh, and you saw it with, um, Oh, and I'm going to forget his name now. The kid from Tampa, uh, Deshaun Brown, mm-hmm. you know, who gets called up to the, to, uh, well, he didn't get called up, but he got sold from, from Tampa Bay to DC United, uh, because they needed a striker. And, you know, for a guy, who has the USL golden boot with something stupid, like 27 goals, like something ridiculous, like just scored all the damn time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, there's a snowball's chance in hell that he's still with Reno next year. I, I can't imagine there's not an MLS team that wants him. Yeah. He's kind uh, of floated around the USL. Really? He has. I wonder, yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't, this is, I have no idea. I don't know why that is. He, he seems to not stay on one team, but 
And yeah. that was Deshaun Brown's thing, too, because yeah. he was with um, the Rapids for a little bit, and then they kind of got cold on him or, or brought in um, Kevin Doyle from Wolverhampton, I think, was, was one of the main reasons he got pushed out. You know, a, a couple things going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then D.C., like, had, I think, every forward on the roster pretty much got hurt, like, at the same time or close to it, so they brought him up. And, sure. and then there was rumblings that, you know, the Rowdies, like, never had him permanently. It was very bizarre, but, yeah, no, I, I think we're going to see that happen more um romario williams out in the east is another guy yeah um that blows my mind that he's still there um so yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out and then what reno can do to replace him um but they've done well with with other guys that haven't really had much success in usl um i think antoine oppido is, is out there yeah. as well so yeah he um yeah, kind he, of the fc cincinnati business model of take a bunch of ex mls guys and just let them go yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it worked. Uh, get Cincinnati in the playoffs this year, and but obviously not in Tampa, and and getting that big win right, there. Right. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was weird. I was, I was, uh, and not to you know toot my own horn or whatever. And I love all the guys out there that cover that team. So this mm-hmm. isn't like out of a, a place of hatred or anything. Mm-hmm. But you know, the whole time I was like, maybe don't try to go out for the Open Cup because then if you don't win it and you don't get a right seed, you might you know bite yourself in the ass. And here we are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but that was a pretty cool run just from oh, a, It was an amazing run, yeah. and, and honestly, you know, I didn't see it coming, and it wasn't that I didn't enjoy it or anything. It was a really good time um, sure. just to go, oh, wow, they did that. You know, they beat Columbus, they beat Chicago. Sure. Uh, but, you know, what's the goal for that team? I, You know, what did it turn into? They started out kind of slow, too, so that didn't mm-hmm. help, but, you know um, – and you know now they're uh, they're on the golf course next weekend. Yeah, yeah. I wish I was on the golf course, but I'll be in the <laughs> office. That's okay. Anyway, that's a whole other story. All yeah, right. Sure. So, <laughs> so big big matches. You said uh, you really you like yeah. you fancy Louisville in that match, and then yeah, uh, on the I, other side, on the other side in Tampa Bay with two teams that are just going to air it out basically as in a football yeah. term. They're just going to air it <laughs> out, and there's going to be maybe it's going to be a four three score. West, West Coast yeah it's just it's just or or around here we call it just a, another big 12 match you know right <laughs> but, yeah, yeah the red bull rivalry, the red river rivalry between the red bulls and the rowdies yeah uh, there you go yeah we'll go with that that sounds good yeah you know i can work it out yeah so yeah. do you, do you like uh, uh tampa bay in that one uh see and i like i would have liked charleston in in their game against red bull initially like mm-hmm. so i don't know i think <laughs> in <laughs> And again, like, let's not forget what Red Bull 2 did last year. Um, sure. I know, you know, it was a little different this year, and they, they didn't run the table and absolutely stomp everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, it's one of those things where it depends on who they get from the first team. I don't think Alex Mule is going to be down for them next weekend. Sure. Especially because he played today. Um, but Junior Flemings might be there, and I think Bezacourt and Velo might have a little success against the Rowdies, but their defense has been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I think the biggest reason I would go with Tampa Bay is just because it's so humid down there, regardless of what time of year it is. It's it's such a different environment. It's mm-hmm. a swamp. Outlang is a good home stadium. Um, and the Rowdies have been lighting it up too. So I, I think, um, yeah, I think the scoreline is something crazy. I think it's like 4-2 to two or 4-3, or maybe mm-hmm. it even goes in the extras. But uh, I like Tampa Bay and Louisville for that Eastern Conference final. Um yeah, and, and I think I think Rochester plays some good clampy, stupid USL defense and does a bunch of offside traps and stuff, and plays a physical game. And I think Louisville gets kind of banged up, and I think I have Tampa in the final for the East. That's what I'm, I did. I put them in okay. the finals. I mean, and me yeah. and I, how much I know about the East, which is nothing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, just, the guy that knows a little bit about the East has the same thing as you do, so we can't be too. Right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll go with that. that. Sounds good. And for folks here on the podcast, that David Ab- Ab- Abador, sorry, uh, plays for Red Bull too, and I think we mentioned that earlier in another podcast. So just something to keep in mind if for those who are keeping up with former Roughnecks. But yep. yeah, that's. Um, That'll be good, and and it, God, I will be so mad if we're Red Bull New York two and Swope Park are playing each other in the finals. I'm just going to go ahead and put it on record. Uh, uh, it wasn't a bad final last year. That's the it thing. Wasn't. They put on a decent match, so I it would be funny, but I don't I don't see it happening. Yeah, that'd be, that'd um, Sacramento be... is such a wild card too. I they they've been really hard to figure out all year in terms of what what kind of team they are, and then there mm-hmm. was the kind of distraction of the MLS bid in there, and sure. Uh, and, you know, sort of the distraction of who was actually putting the bid in and, and if yes. there was a separate group and that kind of thing. 
Um, and, you know, Swope Park's a good team. And, and then on the other side of things, you know, I, I would have said San Antonio comfortably over um, Oklahoma City. But, I you know, seeing that Oklahoma City can hold a team like Reno with such high offensive power, um, scoreless, I don't know. Um, so I think it's a lot more of a toss-up, honestly, out in, out in the West. Um, and, and you guys are much more equipped to talk about it than I. But it, it's definitely going to be an interesting um match or round of matches for sure yeah i think you kind of nailed it on the head you know speaking of it's like well that's i think that's kind of what we're thinking too it's the fact that oklahoma city and san antonio both good defensive teams they don't score a lot uh neither either one really um so it may be one of those you know may go into pks you know nil nil draw going into pks type situation Right. right well and i always forget about them and i feel awful every time and i i guess it's just because i don't get enough of a chance to talk about them but um Diego Restrepo mm, yep. is unreal. Yep. Um, I think everything that, and, and I, I guess I'm just the guy that's here to make comparisons between the two conferences, but like everything that FC Cincinnati like wanted Mitch Hildebrand to be this year was Diego Restrepo. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So, uh, but man, I, I just don't know how you score on a guy that did that well, you know, even apart from the accolades, just to have a GAA that's that low that I don't know off the top of my head, so I'm not going to say a number, but I think it was below one, you know, mm-hmm. and just a guy that can seemingly make every save and his service out of the back is really good. I, You know, it's it's just tough to pick against San Antonio just because of that guy alone. Yeah, and, you know, Oklahoma, that was something that you know, Jacob mentioned early, you know, earlier. You didn't listen to that, but obviously, but, you know, something sure. I'm mentioning yeah. is, you know, Oklahoma City's with their backup goalkeeper, who's done a phenomenal job. Cochran's done great, you know. Uh, you know, stepping in, but if it comes down to PKs, you you, you want to. I think you'd give the nod to Restrepo and to sure. San Antonio, but something you know was like, well, maybe there'll be pressure there since it is in San Antonio, and it's yeah. with the home team. You know, it's it's weird. PKs yeah. are, PKs yeah, yeah. are weird, right? Right, for sure. Um, you know, and and then the other thing too on that is, okay, you know, Restrepo is really good. You know, how good is he from dead balls? Really. Sure. You know, how good can you be from dead balls? Um, and then, you know, does, does I don't know, does, yeah, you know, same thing you were saying, does the pressure get to him at all? Yeah, yeah. Because at a point, you know, uh, maybe, right? It has to at some point, right? I like, mean, there's got to be a, a panic somewhere. Yeah, unless you're just like the chillest person ever and you're just like, right. okay, it's cool, you know, and <laughs> I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just going to dive over here. Great, saved it. Okay, ne- next, you know. Sure. Kind of like a, a Sacramento's goalkeeper the other night. It just seemed like he was just, I'm going to go ahead and dive to the left. And right. Velazquez is going to hit it right to yeah, him. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You're going to kick the ball to me and it's going to go over there. Yeah. For sure. For sure. It's, it's all a mental game. And I really, I'm glad that I, I don't, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Well, really, those guys are crazy. So, so you got just out of curiosity, who do you think is sure. going to come out of the West and, and meet? Uh, I really, I really don't want to see, and it's not, I think San Antonio beats, beats OKC. Yeah. Um, and I just, I really just don't want to, I mean, honestly, you can flip a coin, um, for Swope Park and and Sac Republic, but, um, oh God, and I really don't want to pick, um, Sacramento because they're home, I guess. And then Uh, from there. Swope Park's home. Swope Park's home? God, uh, that makes it even worse. Um. (laughs) Yes. Sacramento's the eight seed, by the way. Isn't that uh, weird? Well, the way they have the brackets set up on this yes. makes no sense. Yeah. Um, curse you, Nick. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, uh, God, I don't know. Swope Park and San Antonio, the final two in the West, and I think San Antonio pips it because, like, I, I just, I just do. I don't know. That I, right? That's so diff- That's so difficult. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I'm kind of like with you. I, I think... And I would take the Rowdies over either of those teams. I would actually take the Rowdies over three out of the four of these, I think San Antonio is the only one that could really give them a big run for their money. Hey, they tied earlier in the last yeah. year toward the end of the season. Yeah. It was what, uh, two, three weeks ago. Yeah. Not Something yeah. Like that. It's like a random midweek match. I didn't envy those guys at all for having to play that one. But, uh, yeah. That was um, in Tampa. Wasn't it? Uh, or was it in San, it was in San Antonio. Was it San Antonio? Yeah. Mm. Um, just cause it was such a weird match to have this late in the season. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe familiarity there gives one of those two teams the advantage. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, hey, maybe next year. You know, if there's some weird one off the in and and the uh, uh, USL mandates everyone to play somebody in the East Coast, and if somehow so, we decide not to play 
St. Louis for whatever right. reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah, you never know. They Maybe moved back up to the West. Yeah, um, well, that's true. That's no, true. It was funny. Uh, Bethlehem, I guess, and I guess I can talk about this now because the season's over. It wouldn't have mattered anyway. They were offered to play Vancouver. Hmm. Uh, Whitecaps two out in the West and, and turn that down. Um, not that like we don't have the money to do that, obviously, with the backing we have. But it was just one of those things. They really didn't want to travel that far and sure. play a game out that way. Um, so we ended up playing, uh, Cincy a third time, I think was the yeah. trade off there. Something like that. So yeah, no, I think everyone got an offer at least, and it was up to everybody whether or not they took it and we, we yeah. turned it down. So I wonder if that's the same um, reason why Toronto played, uh, Air, uh, Phoenix rising. Probably. I don't know. Who that was they so random. <laughs> against, but that was their Western conference matchup and they took it. So, huh. um, you know, some clubs see the, you know, the advantage in playing a, a game out in the West. Others don't. I think it's really just a, a preference kind of thing right now. Yeah. Um, I suppose they could make it mandated, but they'd have to probably pony up for a little bit of travel costs. And I'm not sure that everyone would go for it if they had to pay their own way. So, yeah. um, I do like the, you know, play four teams or whatever, three times a year thing, especially if they're local. I think that's a really cool setup, but, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, everyone did get the option this year, I guess. So yeah, we ended Who up. Who knows? Maybe maybe next year Tulsa and Bethlehem will square off for whatever reason. <laughs> hey, you never know, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, you have to have to have to see if you can make the trip. And you know, do we have some good barbecue here, man? So you know, that's true. We don't get <laughs> that for for a dam out in Pennsylvania. Let me tell you, <laughs> barbecue in Mexico not in abundance. Oh here. God, that's all we have thing. over here, man. I I'm know. Seriously, well, it's I'm like. Jealous. Yeah, it's south enough over here, man. It's funny. I have standing offers from like half of these teams' markets just to come out and spend the weekend. So I'm going to have to take some of you up on something sometime. <laughs> well, you may have to babysit for a couple hours here, but, you know, other than that. Uh, I'll live. <laughs> All right, Evan. Well, um, I'll I'll let you go. I know you've got another <laughs> recording coming up here. And I know hey, you. Hey, man, that's, uh, that's my life. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I appreciate you spending some time with me this evening, and yeah, man, we'll yeah, I mean, we'll have to we'll have to get back, and and I know we have off season come well off seasons here, I guess. So we'll yeah, there's, yeah, for there's, both of us, right? there's yeah, so yeah. much crap happening with USL, yep. NASL, uh, USSF. Yep. I mean, my God, we've got so much going on. So there I, is, uh, I'm I'm glad that you know we have a group of friends that like to do podcasts because mm-hmm. it's not like we're running out of things to talk about. I think so. No. Uh, no. Yeah, definitely uh, BGN FM plug. Look for some off-season roundtable stuff. I know a couple of us, I hosted it, kind of mediated it, did one on the U.S. Open Cup that I thought was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, with a couple guys, I'm forgetting all of them off the top of my head. I think it was Matt from Unused Subs. It was Dom mm-hmm. from Rising as One. It was me and maybe Mike Sparks. Um, I don't remember who the last guy was, and I feel really bad now because I'm totally forgetting somebody. But that was a really good time. We're definitely going to do more things like that in the offseason, and it's just kind of nice because it's a lot of guys that maybe don't normally talk to each other talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, no, that's uh, we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll kind of keep that under the rug for now. Yeah. Um, Raj, dude, thanks for having me on, man. It's, uh, it's been a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, appreciate it, Evan. And that's uh, Evan Valella with uh, East – not East Coast Confidential, but no. Eastern Conference Confidential, yeah. and look for his podcast BGN.fm. Uh, sure. And yeah, he's uh, got some great stuff out there. You you have a website too, don't you? So yeah, I, I do uh, I do USL like uh, like writing things. I always tell people that for whatever reason you need more of my opinions, which <laughs> I, I still struggle to fathom that people aren't tired of me yet. Uh, it's brotherlygame.com for USL stuff. Uh, it's myself and, uh, and Chris Bratton does a really good job covering the Harrisburg city Islanders who uh, frankly not had anyone really professionally cover that team in a long time and they've mm-hmm. needed it. Um, so, so Chris came in and, and did a wonderful job um, just cause I don't talk about him enough. And then um, myself, I do all the Bethlehem stuff. Um, I'm going to do like a really mushy, like, thank you note to the guys in a couple days here when I, when I feel like it. And then there'll be some mm-hmm. off season stuff as well. Um, and then on Twitter, if you're for whatever reason, want me in 140 character or less mm-hmm. form, uh, Valello, which is my last name. He is Victor I L L E L L A B S F C like the team that I cover. Um, and, and you'll be able to find me there. It's mostly soccer, but I don't really stick to sports because you know, it's boring. Yeah, I mean, we can only stick to sports <laughs> for so long until it's like... You know, and then you're like, I want people to like know who I am a little bit, you know? Um, it's, yeah. a, it's an off-season project I have coming up too, actually. All right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, I, I, I don't have a title for it yet, but I'll, I'll get there. Anyway, I'm oh. going to stop rambling. Raj, thank you so much for having me. Uh, um, you bet. 
Yeah, and yeah. man, we'll get this going. And hey, there was a mention of uh, um, Evan out in the West Coast, uh, Indomitable yeah. City Evan. Evan Eister yeah. mentioned uh, Evan, of the, Evan of the West Coast, I call him. Yeah, Evan of the West yeah. Coast uh, yeah, mentioned yeah. maybe a D&D sesh coming up. So you never know, man, not, of all see, the podcasters. I, I have never in my, and I'm sorry, I'm going to get my nerd card revoked. I've Ooh. never played D&D. Mm. Uh, I casually got in the magic for like half a semester in, uh, in, in high school, uh, which aren't broken up by semesters, but whatever. But yeah, like I'd be, I'd be down for that, whatever. All right, we'll keep everybody on the podcast too, and I'm sure they'll be just edge of their seats on this. I'm sure. All right, Evan, take care, buddy. Thanks for coming on, man. No worries. Take care. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of Twenty Alley Soccer Podcast. Special thanks to our guest Evan Vellella, Jacob Will. Appreciate it, fellas. And uh, we will wrap it up tonight. So for folks, we will continue on. We will have episodes, weekly episodes is the plan. Of course, I have a young family, so you never know when one may, you know, hinder that. But that is the plan for now. So folks, I look forward to bringing you more tornado alleys. We'll we'll take cover, you know, we'll pillows, blankets, all that jazz. We're going to keep doing it, all right? So folks, have a great week. God bless you. Take care.